You're listening to Accented the Podcast. This series is dedicated to listening comprehension. In each episode, you will hear a conversation with someone who has a different accent. By listening to a variety of accents, it will help your understanding in the real world. In today's episode, you will hear from Benedict, a French engineer. Welcome back to Accented. We have an exciting guest on today. Benedict is an engineer and she lives in Paris, France. She is French. She is from a small town in France called Toulouse, which is in the south of France. However, as I mentioned, she works and lives in Paris. What is exciting about her job is that it is so new that not many people in the world are doing what she is doing. She mentioned that she studied urbanism. Now, urbanism is looking at town planning and thinking about the future of particular towns and she has just changed into a role where she has to Try and reuse waste. So anything that is going to be thrown away on construction sites. Now, construction sites are where they build uh, buildings or different uh, types of things like a railway or a metro. So she goes to these construction sites and tries to reuse anything that they're going to throw away and then reuse it with the railway company that she works for. She's trying to build a sustainable future, which is something I think a lot of people want to do. Now, she does bring up some really interesting concepts and she says that currently our economy is a linear economy. And she goes into more detail about that and that what she is trying to do is create a circular economy. I'll let Benedict explain those two types of economies later on in the podcast. Now, before she got into this, she said that in France, they have a different system to study engineering compared to other countries. And To get into an engineering school in France, you actually need to spend two years preparing for the test to get in there. So it's quite a competitive system to study engineering in France. And Benedict said that after her two years of study, the schools that accepted her weren't the ones that she wanted to go to. So she spent another year studying and preparing to get into the school that she wanted. And eventually she did. She got into the school. So that was three years of study. Then she got into the school and had to do another couple more years to become an engineer. Now, Benedict says in the interview, because she comes from the south of France, that her accent is actually quite strong, uh, stronger than a Parisian accent. Uh, I can't really tell the difference. I can just tell that she has 
a strong and very beautiful French accent. A lot of Westerners love the French accent. There's something romantic about a French accent. So I'm not going to talk any further and we'll get on with the interview. Today we are speaking with Benedict and it's very difficult to explain her job. So she's going to explain it. Uh, She has studied engineering and she's worked in transportation. And Benedict is from Paris, France. I say France because I'm Australian, but everyone else says France. And yes, Benedict, introduce yourself, please. Hi. um, So I'm Benedict (laughs) and um, my studies were about urbanism and all the all the things that you can do to help a city run. So you can work in engineering energy network or city buildings or transportation services like I do. Um, and actually, I'm not quite from Paris, but from the south of France. So maybe my accent is quite diff- is a little bit different <laughs> from a Parisian. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. So did you study in Toulouse? Um, I only studied two years in Toulouse and it was uh, uh, like uh, preparatory classes because in France we have uh, um, big tests, national tests to enter an engineering school. Normally it's two years, but I'm made free because uh, my at the end of my two years, I didn't have the school I want. So I did another year and then I got the school I want. So. I want it, so then you go. <laughs> and then you have right. to study uh, three years in engineering school to have your diploma. So, uh, and my school was in Paris, and that's when I moved to Paris. Actually, it was in 2010, so nearly 10 years. You said you've been working in transport. At first, I'd, I was working in um, planification and study, uh, study to help the city and uh, other things and other group to decide uh, what transportation to do in which places and uh, where people needed transportation and like that. So making buses network or metro network or every kind of transportation, actually. But uh, since November, I changed. And uh, now I'm because I wanted to work in a more sustainable way of doing transportation. So now I work in a place where I I try to reduce the waste and uh, yeah I try to reduce the waste in uh, uh, construction site of railway network. That's great. Um, yeah. So and actually it's just uh, applying the principle of uh, circular economy to uh, transportation and here you know rail. Railway network. So every bit of the railway is used uh, until there's nothing (laughs) to use. That's fantastic. So I guess we're all new to this eco way of living. Can you explain a bit the circular economy? Yeah, actually, well, uh, today we are in a more linear economy where you take something you make it you take some resources you make it into something 
and you use it and then you throw it out and and then uh, that's it actually and circular economy it's a way of it's a different way of thinking the economy it's a way of you have the your resources you do something with it and then when you when you're done using it you try to find way to reuse it or repair it or valorize it when i say valorize it's uh, like you can i don't know if you use uh, wood to make something and uh, it's it's no good to be reused or to, or to be repaired you can uh, burn it and then you you valorize the energy of the of the flame of the the burn because it's it's great use uh, for industries actually so and, and it's a way to to reduce 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 to the maximum the the waste and to try to think like uh, actually i think it's like we like our grandparents and uh, great grandparents uh, were thinking because you have something but you try to use it and reuse it and reuse it and re- repair it and repair it and then uh, try to find a new way to use it when it's no good for your the first use the primary use that's great that and you found a job yeah. that you you're passionate about and that you can actually you feel that you're making a difference yeah and that's why I changed actually because I wanted to I wanted to feel like uh, there is a difference by my actions um, and trying to to find ways to to make things differently are you working for a particular company or do you get hired by different companies to help them uh, see the value of their waste? Uh, so today I work only for one company. Do a lot of companies have these types of departments where they're looking uh, at reusing their waste? No, actually, no, actually it's really, really new. It's um, more and more you see com- big companies, especially in building companies, uh, like construction companies that are, they try to, they start to think about it because uh, they have a lot of waste on construction sites and a lot of waste that can be used elsewhere or, diff- or on a different way. Well, I, I guess um, being in Australia, we seem to be getting a lot of, well, the media is saying that mm. our government is not doing enough and that other countries are quite angry at us. I don't know. Is France angry at Australia? Are we doing enough <laughs> for the... Uh, I don't know if we're angry at Australia in particular. Uh, no, no I, I, I just would love in to. France, no, no, no. <laughs> actually, in France, there is a, a thing that is called uh, the case of the century. It's like a big associations, uh, big organization, uh, non-governmental organizations that uh, uh, did a, a petition to, and they are attacking the government, the French government, because uh, they think that the French government is uh, not doing enough. So it's the same actually here. We are not particularly angry at any other country because we want things to change in our country first, also. And so maybe we have to try to do some things uh, real fast now, <laughs> not wait. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, for me, it's the way of thinking. It's my way of thinking for over a year now. I'll try to have a, a kind of zero waste life. When I was, I wanted to change my job. It's because I wanted to have a job that uh, that 
mirror i don't know the word <laughs> that uh yeah, no, mirrored reflect Perfect. yeah mirrored the that mirrored my uh my way of life actually and i try to be zero raised i i try to reduce a lot of bad things bad things i mean uh, like uh like uh, i have uh, i do my own uh my own deodorant i do <laughs> my own cream <laughs> it's because really? i want How to do you know what yeah yeah, with uh, it? it's just a cream for my face. It's uh, it's with, with carity uh, balm and like oil and uh, and that's it. And so I know what's inside. I know it's that it's good for my skin. I know that there is no uh, no chemical uh, that is not good. And so and I do that and. I think so for me it's like a way of thinking my life and I wanted my job to have a way of thinking uh, it's a, a way to think about uh, it globally and not part, uh, part of, of your life I mean <laughs> yeah look it's yeah. um I definitely have been trying to be zero waste but it's very it's very difficult uh, when it's very difficult and you have to to be able to cut you some slack because you can't do it all in one year or you can't do it all in, in 10 seconds and it's it's a way or it's a it's a process i think what's really impressive is i have recently put um up a bunch of things that i want to sell or even just want to give for free because um, i've had a friend who said look even if you think it's waste put it up for free and i'm so surprised yeah. at how much people want things that you think is just going to go in the bin yeah and yeah, people will come and pick I up something for free yeah yeah because it's, actually yeah it's, it's like the same it's it's your waste but it's somebody else somebody else will use it because they needed it they need it I, I do struggle because the supermarkets they really don't give us much choice and there yeah, are in australia there are there is hope yeah <laughs> There is hope. No, definitely. Yeah, there I, is hope. Yeah. I just, but you know, I think there is hope because in supermarkets here in France, there is a, a more and more bulk station where you can buy in big, uh, in big uh, you can buy things where you, you bring uh, your own stuff to fill it up. Yeah. It's, it's quite difficult to have this uh, ambivalent way of thinking where you're like, yeah, but I need to go buy something. I think what I find hard is having a six-year-old who wants everything and it's trying to tell him that yeah. all those toys are in plastic. It was a good moment, actually, because I was at the shops with him and I don't know why they wrap some vegetables in plastic here. And I went to get um, some celery and he saw that there was celery without plastic and celery pre-cut and washed in plastic and he was like oh that's in plastic that's not good and so I was very proud of that moment I said no we'll take the one that's not in plastic <laughs> okay I get it <laughs> I get it I'm very proud yeah. of I heard some uh, somebody in my entourage entourage uh, say something like that and like, yeah <laughs> that's good <laughs> even so. by doing I think as well even by um sometimes yeah it's uh, changing leading by example yeah, like even at work, I think uh, we had like yeah. uh, like a morning tea. People brought some food in and 
there were plastic throwaway plates and I went to the kitchen and grabbed like the plastic reusable plates and just even by swapping and or putting them on the table and giving people that choice because sometimes you just take and you don't realize that okay I'm going to throw this away or you don't think about it you don't so even by just putting it there or even doing it yourself like now I can't whenever I see the reusable plates I'll walk to the kitchen and grab a plate that I know I can put in the dishwasher because I just can't I can't use a reusable plate when I know that there's something that I can use instead yeah I get it (laughs) my work uh, now in my work I'm surrounded by people that cares about those sorts of things that's great well thank you so much for chatting to us today thank you for having me (laughs) no it's it's been fascinating all right have a lovely day bye I think it's so impressive, Benedict's zero-waste lifestyle. Uh, As much as I am trying to adopt those practices, it is extremely difficult, especially in this time of a pandemic. Um, I'm a bit fearful to go to these uh, sustainable shops and to touch the handles and open up and take out um, and scoop out bulk foods. So a bulk store is somewhere where nothing is in plastic. So it's all in containers and you would put a scoop, which is like a big spoon, and you would get your rice from there and then you would put it in a paper bag And what I like to do is take some jars or my own containers. Now, my husband and I, we went uh, to a bulk store last weekend. And so he put on the gloves and everything like that. And we had our sanitizer. But when he walked in, oh, and we had our own jars. So we had our own containers. And when he went in, Uh, They actually said that he's not allowed to use his own containers, which is fine. We're happy with that. Um, And instead of our own containers, uh, we had to use paper bags, which is definitely a lot better than plastic. And we can recycle uh, those paper bags. I just want to go over some things that Benedict mentioned. Uh, So she started making her own beauty products, so creams for her face, and she mentioned she's making her own deodorant. Now, deodorant is a spray uh, or a powder, Uh, a powder definitely for zero waste, uh, people who follow a zero waste lifestyle, and you put it under your arms. So most of the time, People either roll, they roll it on and it's got like a little ball in it and you just roll it under your arm. And so Benedict said that she started making it herself because most of the time deodorants come in plastic. I like the term that Benedict used, which was an ambivalent way of thinking. Now, ambivalent is when you have these conflicting ideas that are just they sort of change so you you have one idea but then you think this way and she was sort of saying that because it's pulling on um you know with this eco 
uh, lifestyle. You're always thinking about what you're using. Uh, when I use plastic now, I'm quite torn by the way I think because I know I'm only going to use that for a couple of minutes, but it's going to be in landfill for hundreds of years. Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented the Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. You can also view a transcript of this interview by looking at the show's notes or visit kimslawofenglish.com. Now remember, keep listening to English. You've got the hang of it.